Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Division Fightfuls podcast devoted to women's wrestling. I am Mr. Warren Hayes sitting in for Kristen Ashley, your usual host, who is battling a respiratory infection of some sort. She can't make it today, so I'll be filling in just for today to talk about all sorts of news, events, and happenings regarding the the world of women's wrestling. I want to thank you all for joining us, but I also want to thank two people who will be joining me today on our panel to discuss, of course, women's wrestling. I think at this point I've driven that point home. First and foremost, a returning panelist, two returning panelists, actually, Laura Morrow, who is a uh, a, a, a writer, uh, reporter, uh, lover of all things wrestling. Laura, it's good to have you back. I, I really appreciate that you put me first and foremost. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> well, of course. Well, because, <laughs> I mean, because you're, you're special. Because the oh. other person we have is Anthony Souter from Smart to Death Podcast. How are you doing, Anthony? Yeah, and, I, and I'm just here. I'm, I'm glad to be back. And, uh, you know, thanks for the, the wonderful introduction, Warren, as always. Uh, you're, you're very welcome. No, it's a pleasure to have you here as well, Anthony. Of course you know that. Um, so we are, we're, we're, we've, got a, we've got some interesting stuff to, co- to cover today. We've got actually a lot of things. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, this is actually the first show, the first uh, division that we get to do since uh since wrestlemania uh so um so we're going to start by talking about uh about wrestlemania why not it was a a big show there was a, there were a couple of <laughs> there were a couple of women's uh women's shows uh, uh not shows but matches on the show this year um and you know maybe we could just go over talk about uh talk about the matches the results maybe we could actually start with the uh, with the women's royal rumble um, which uh, which was on the uh, which was on the kickoff show, uh, basically filled uh, basically filled up some time there. Made sure that we got all the women on the show. We even had a, a couple of surprises though in there. We had Kyrie Sane and Candice LeRae from NXT who were who were thrown into the mix as well. Um, why don't we start with you, Laura? Since I introduced you first and foremost, give me what, what were your thoughts on the uh, on the battle royal and and the uh, the, the the winning result as well. The Battle Royal, uh, it's, I'm, I've got really mixed feelings about the battle, well, both Battle Royals because it really does feel like a, like let's like, just shoot on everyone who hasn't got a match onto the show. And like obviously we in this day and age we want equity with male wrestlers, but I don't know that, that the Battle Royal is actually a really good example of equity because it literally is just, okay, let's just shove everyone. And I do feel a little bit like they used that as an excuse almost not to have another uh, women's match on the on the actual main show having said that it was um 
you know, it was enjoyable enough as these things are. Although I do, I, I do feel like Carmella didn't need the win. You know, it's I haven't got anything against Carmella, but you know, she's a former champion. It would have been nice to see somebody new get the win. I think Nikki Cross uh, was doing really well right up until the end. I thought she stood a good chance. Um, I think it's it really you want to use the Battle Royal to showcase up and coming talent, and it was just a bit of an odd decision that Carmella won, in my opinion. I, 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 I like I didn't have a problem with Carmella, but I will <clears throat> meet you halfway and tell you that it was really strange that Nikki Cross was tossed out that early with, within the uh, within the Battle Royal because she's she's a star, she's already a star. It's 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 time to it would it would have been a nice opportunity to give her a bit more limelight. Uh, Anthony, what do you think? You know, Laura, I'm glad you brought that or you took that angle because that's actually the same thing I was going to say with I think the battle royale was put there you know this is obviously a tradition now but on the main card we only had two women's matches in like 45 50 matches whatever the Wrestlemania was I don't even remember but there's so many matches but room for two women's matches and we had this battle royale that didn't showcase like I'm trying to recall in my mind if anyone stood out really and I can't think of anyone Sonya Deville did stand out for a while and we had this great moment where I think all of us would have loved like that was a great moment to put someone besides Carmella over over like Sonia, who they booked her perfectly to take that moment and be someone they can make a you know future contender for the the main event uh, to you know face off with Becky now that she has both belts and I think they missed a huge opportunity there. Um, like you've already said, Carmella already won has been champion before. She can lose as much as she, you know, as, as they need her to, and you'll always believe she could be a contender. As battle royales are supposed to build someone, and so it was a miss for me. Entertaining, I'm fine with Carmella winning, but I wish it had been Sonya or even Kyrie Sane who ended up you know, debuting two nights later. And, and uh, you know, I, they 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 did the um, again, and I, I'm going to be straight out about it. I'm kind of getting tired of the. Oh, one competitor hides away for the bulk of the match, then pops up, you know, at the very end. Yeah, oh, we had forgotten right. about this one. That okay, I'm I'm good. They did it with Carmella. I hope we don't see it again for another five years. You know what I mean? But she's a face. <laughs> yeah. Why why did she yeah. win by a heel tactic? She's a face. I'm okay with that. That's not necessarily that's not necessarily an issue with me. But I think I, Carmella's always been one to take shortcuts though, whether she's a face mm-hmm. or a heel. It's just sort of yeah. it's part of her character, isn't it? It's you kind know, of like kind of like Seth Rollins, you know. You know, Seth Rollins know. did 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 you know punch? Um, uh, he he did punch Brock Lesnar in the balls to win the uh, to help him win the title. You know, mm-hmm. um, but um, no, but like to meet you uh, to, to meet your point, Anthony. That's where I thought they were going with Sarah Logan because we all thought Sarah yeah. Logan had won at the end. Sorry, and, Sarah Logan is who I meant. I am so sorry. Yes, that's who I meant. Sorry. But, but but you were talking about Sonya Deville, who had a a good showing as well, and would have mm-hmm. been did, great. Yeah. Would have been great if Sonya had gone forward. Um, it just feels like a waste opportunity. You know, yes. if you are going to have the Battle Royale, it should be for the purpose of showcasing your new talent, you know, building up your new talent. So it just, let's say, I, I, I like Carmella. I've got nothing against it. I just think it's a weird decision to have her win when you've got people like Sarah Logan or Sonia Deville who are up and coming. It really solidify, you know, their position on the roster. And it's just odd to have that, you know, I just think it was a weird decision. But I agree. Uh, let's move on. We're going to talk about the tag team, uh, women's tag team titles, the f- fatal four way or eight women, or I don't know how you call those matches anymore, but the Iconics basically walked out of this, uh, this match that included the Boston hug connection who came in as champions, Nia Jax and Tamina. 
uh, aka the Charisma Vacuums, and the Divas of Doom, <laughs> Beth Phoenix, and Natalia, a little editorialism in there. Um, uh, uh, so this was a match, Anthony, wasn't it? You know, I don't know if there's anything else I can add to it. I, I actually was really looking forward. I was looking forward to this match, too. Uh, you know, we talked about, I talked about, I don't know, however many shows I did that week that I thought, hey, this is going to be sneaky good. Like the, the Divas of Doom can work. Tamina and Naya can just go away. Uh, and the other two teams, the Iconics, like, you know, Peyton Royce is a very good worker. Uh, Billy Kay's coming around, but she certainly is good enough to where she could work well with Sasha and Bailey. But there's n- there were no standouts in this match. The Iconics won, and I can't, I cannot remember anything from that match just two weeks ago, um, which is a, which is a bummer. Um, these are, this is a brand new, you know, brand new belts and um, uh, opportunity to really showcase some talent. They did make the right decision by putting the Iconics over, I think, um, because they're tag, they're, I mean, they're tag champs. It just makes sense, but. Uh, it was a match. Yeah, that's that's what I got. I actually remember more Beth Phoenix's performance at the Raw previous or the week before. I don't like I don't remember which one mm-hmm. where she was like completely dominant and they were putting over the fact that she was really, really big and strong. Like I remember that more than this match here. What do you think, Laura? What do you think of putting the belts on the Iconics? Um, you know, I love the Iconics, so I can't even be mad about it. But again, it's, you know, we're talking about weird decisions. It just, you know, and I think we'll probably talk a little bit more about this later. But it's um, when you've set up, you know, this this tag team of these two incredibly popular wrestlers to take it off them so quickly. You know, I haven't got a problem with the Iconics taking the belt. I think the Iconics are made to be tag champs. It just seems like at WrestleMania of all things, a, a defense but you know, you knew that it was going to go. Oh, sorry, am I disappearing again? Yeah, no, you you just cut out for a second. But okay, you're good. Keep, keep going. <laughs> Mid flow as well. Um, what was this thing? Oh yeah, so like going into the match, you kind of knew that it was going to be Sasha and Bailey or the Iconics because Tamina and Nia are not getting anywhere near the belt. Um, not not to, not to, it's not you know I don't think they're they're not a tag team for a start and they're not particularly convincing tag team either. And, you know, Beth and Natalia are kind of a, as, as amazing as they are, they were kind of a novelty act. They mm-hmm. felt a little bit like, so you knew it was going to go either boss and hug or iconics. Um, and I, I think the four way tag thing was just, you know, to, to, to coin a phrase, it was a bit of a clusterfuck. It, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, there was no continuity. It was very poorly put together. It was, you know, I, it was too much. There was no need for it to be. And I think it was just, again, shoehorning people in. Well, I, I think there was a good way to make this a bigger deal and not be such a clusterfuck. Like the the whole point of these belts is that they travel brands. So why yeah. would you not have yeah. the champs, a raw team, a SmackDown team? And why was why were the Sky Pirates not in this instead of Absolutely. Tamina and Naya? Why, Absolutely. Why, why were they not the ones that were also in here? You have the, the Divas of Doom uh, representing Raw. You have the Iconics representing SmackDown. And then you could have had you know, the, the, the Sky Pirates, or even just throw someone together, you know, what? We'll throw another NXT team together, who cares? Um, there was an opportunity for all these fans, whatever inflated number WWE gave us for their attendance, to see <laughs> a NXT tag team, uh, NXT women that you showcase and keep them down there so that you can also bolster the strength of that women's division in NXT, which I think needs it. Um, that would have been an opportunity there. They seem to have dropped the NXT thing, though. I don't, I don't, I don't, it's, it's all a bit weird. You know, at first mm-hmm. it was Sasha Bailey going, yeah, we're going to defend this on all the brands. And that's not materialized. Not so is that either. still a thing? Is it not a thing? Who knows? Yeah. They, they, but they could have, like, uh, I agree. They could have, they could have tossed 
uh, Io and Kyrie here because mm. and then use them with the NXT logo because that's what they've been doing with Aleister Black and Ricochet ever since yeah, they were exactly. called up when they when they get their 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 signature intros it's with the NXT logo and so on and so forth so it, yeah. you know it, there was a there was precedent it could have mm. there was precedent it could have worked um I was actually expecting when I was booking this in my mind I was actually expecting um the Sky Pirates uh, versus uh, Boston Hug on TakeOver, like mm-hmm. on the Friday. Yeah. That would have been, been awesome. Yeah. But I like that you brought up Ricochet and Aleister Black as, you know, what like them coming up with the NXA logo, because look how much that's done for these two getting over with the yeah. main crowd. Like, mm-hmm. they got no reaction in Lafayette, and now all of a sudden Ricochet even threatens to get on the top rope, and the pop is huge. Why do we, why would they not do that also with the women? Why would they not also give them this opportunity to take two single stars and start to start to really show them like a Candice LeRae who could really use it. Yeah. Um, and especially soon as they will bring in Kyrie up anyway. Yes, exactly. Yes. Well, we'll have a chance to talk about that, but I think that's might be part of the plan of what they're doing with Kyrie Sane, but we'll have a chance to talk about that mm-hmm. a little later on in the show, because now we're going to move on to the main event, our main event of this segment, the main event of the match, Becky Lynch defeated Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair to become Becky two belts. <laughs> I was sort of expecting like a, like a rouse, some rousing applause or whatever. I don't know. Um, but uh, Laura, what, did, what what were your thoughts about this match? Oh, Becky was always going to take it, wasn't she? It was, like, it was just a uh, foregone conclusion. And, you know, it's, and, it, and rightly so. It was the right way to go. It was the right kind of finish, even though the finish itself was screwed up. And I don't know whose fault that was. You know, I don't, you, you, you know, it's hard to tell whether it, you know, when you see, oh, Rhonda put her shoulder up and that wasn't planned. You never really know whether it's it's planned or not. Yeah. Um, and it did feel like there was going to be some fallout, you know, Rhonda's going to come back and she's going to say, my shoulder was up. I need my rematch. And, you know, but that hasn't materialized. So the whole thing's a bit odd. Um, it was great. I mean, the thing is, you know, it's our first ever women's match headlining WrestleMania. And that's not a small thing. You know, it does for all my quibbles and all my complaints about the rest of the card, uh, you know, the women's involvement on the card, it's, you know, it's such a significant thing and such a significant moment and such a triumphant moment as well to put such an important match mm-hmm. as the main WrestleMania event. So, you know, there was, you know, a little bit of a lump in my throat watching that. That was a little bit of a, you know, we've come a long way. Anthony, what do you think? Do you, uh, was, was the triple threat still a good idea now that we saw the match? You know, I think, so we talk about this a lot on, on Smart Death too, is sometimes the destination makes the, the journey, no matter how bad it was, worth it in the end. And even mm-hmm. with, you know, like a botched finish, like like everybody's talked about here until they turn red in the face now is, is the botched finish. It's this this ended up being the correct thing, right? Like so there's I didn't necessarily agree that Charlotte deserved to be in this main event until we got there. And then Charlotte had this amazing entrance. And, you know, Rhonda, of course, deserved to be there. She's one of the most recognizable names in the world. Um, and Becky earned her way there by just being infectiously over. So. Um, I, yeah, the triple threat had to happen this way, you know, and maybe in a different universe that maybe it would have been Sasha or somebody else that would have been there instead of Becky. But that's not what we got. We got the right three women. The right decision was to have Becky win. Uh, the, the issue is that for me is that because this was the mania that decided it wanted to go until midnight Eastern time and everyone was so worn out that Becky didn't get like whatever woman would have walked out that night didn't get the reaction they, they really deserved in this historic yeah. main event with someone winning two titles 
Uh, the first time that's happened in a long time with anyone in WWE holding two championship belts, uh, holding them tall. And the crowd was lukewarm because they were so tired. It doesn't take away from how important this moment is, but it does take away from what you can do in a promo video and what you're going to remember years down the line is, man, Becky won, but I don't remember it. The finish was botched and the crowd was dead tired. And um, it was so right. Mo- like an amazing moment. I'm so glad it happened. I'm so glad Becky won, but I am a little disappointed that it happened to be on this WrestleMania when the show was just so bloated. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, and that, that's a bit of an unfortunate thing that it's going to be part of the legacy of this match, you know, the finish, because Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I kind of, for, for all it was, I really do feel like the, uh, like the ending did take away from the moment. And I think that Mm -hmm. did contribute to the, to the crowd being a little dead because even myself in my, in my living room, I was ready to jump out of my seat and be like, Hell yeah, you know she yeah. she won. I was ready for it, and when it happened, I was like, oh, 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 yeah. you know, kind but of. But even thing. the commentators were like that. You know, I was I was watching, it and the commentators were like the shoulders down, oh, oh, shoulders down. And suddenly they erupt. It's like they weren't expecting it either. So the whole thing was just a what was that? Was that meant to happen? Like my overriding feeling was not yes, yeah, she's done it, but huh? Yeah. Don't let Warren fool you. He was not that calm, cool, and collected as that finish happened. <laughs> I know for a fact because Kristen Warren and I have we talk all the time, and in the message, he's like, "We're all like, what? Why?" Yeah. It takes away, like Warren's right. It, it takes away from the moment because you're and more you know, thinking, "Did it happen or did it not happen? What happened here?" Yeah, and you know, sometimes a botch can actually add to things in a weird way, but I don't think this is an example of that. And I think the way it's been handled after the fact is. You know, they could have handled it better afterwards as well. I think. I think yeah. so too. I think I mean, maybe, maybe the fact that Ronda was already scheduled to take some time off sort of compounded a bunch of things because I think it would have been there would have been something there to just immediately rebook Becky versus Ronda and get that out of the way, you know, kind right. of thing. Now there's sort of yeah. you sort of feel like you know mm, yeah, there's we we need some closure. There's just some closure right. that's yeah. not yeah, quite there. Um, but, with uh, the bo- with the botch happening that way, it felt like like Laura mentioned next night on Raw. Have Ronda because Ronda's reaction makes this whole thing worse. Ronda like being clearly livid that the ref messed yeah. up just it was amateur amateur on her mm-hmm. part. Um, you know, it, it'd be different if this was clearly the finish that was supposed to happen, and she's upset because she got got. But that was clearly yeah. not it. She was mad that the ref screwed up, and then it felt like they're the Ronda versus Becky one-on-one match, like their, their stars are crossed, right? Like they're going to have this match at SummerSlam. So I'm waiting on Monday for Ronda to come out and throw this fit and then say, Hey, at SummerSlam, we're getting, and I'm taking some time off because I don't need wrestling, but I'll see you at SummerSlam. At WWE actually, they're, they're usually good at capitalizing on this stuff. They did not this time. And it's right. a bummer. And, it, you know, but whenever Ronda comes back, it's going to be too late. You know, it's, yeah. the, the opportunity has gone now. You've, you've wasted it. Right. So um, you know, you know the WrestleMania festivities. You know, if you if you ask me, they they stretch on two weeks further as well. You know, you have the Raw, you have the SmackDown after WrestleMania, and then you have the Superstar Shakeup, right? And there's a lot of stuff that happened, and I just want to touch on on some things as far as the women go. Well, we know that. Well, and now we all know that uh, Bailey, Ember Moon have changed, uh, have switched brands, as well as Liv Morgan. Uh, they're all on uh, on SmackDown, as well as Mickey James. They're all on SmackDown now, uh, and uh, Kyrie Sane has been called up from NXT. She's in a tag team 
with uh, with Oscar as well. Uh, I would like to get your thoughts on uh, on uh, how the uh, how the women how the women's division has fared in this uh, in this superstar shakeup, this international superstar shakeup. I don't know what was so bloody international about it, unless you, <laughs> unless it's we're just talking about Kyrie Sane. You know, she's Japanese. She's international. I don't. She's know. She's our token foreigner. There you go, <laughs> Anthony. I'd like I'd like you to to touch on this. Give me your thoughts about how things. Uh, how things ended up for the women's division. Well, you know, I first want to point out that the area of the world that you're so proud of booed Bailey, which is just a bummer. Yeah, but how, yeah, but that's that's a thing though. She's is never it? she in Montreal, she's she's all I don't know. Montrealers haven't been Warren, especially they kind to her last to her. time. Mm-hmm. They sang the Bailey song to her last time <laughs> they she was did. there. This yeah, is you're not right. true. It's weird. This is some revisionist history you have here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm uh, good at that and I'm the host. Keep going there, youngster, <laughs> young man. Um, yeah, I, I no, but you're not going to get invited back, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, no, I'm actually very happy that like Bailey moving for me, Bailey and Ember Moon moving to SmackDowns the, the best thing that could have happened for the women's division. I think Bailey getting away from from Raw and getting away from Becky and and Ronda and Sasha is amazing. Uh, give her some time to breathe and be on her own because she really flourished the most when the other four horsemen women were gone and she was on her own in NXT, being the champ in being lovable and huggable and amazing. So uh, I popped, I jumped out of my seat, so happy that Bailey moved to SmackDown because I love Bailey and I want her to do well. Um, and Ember Moon being over there too, I think is great. The women's SmackDown uh, division is just unreal good. There's not another women's division in the world right now that can touch SmackDown's women's, I don't think. I want, I, I want Laura's impression specifically on that. I mean, if, let's think about the SmackDown women's division, right? Becky Lynch technically technically commentary called it it's her home brand so technically she's still like associated with um with Smackdown you have Charlotte Flair you have Oscar now you have Bailey Ember Moon uh Kyrie who's there uh you have Mandy Rose uh, Mandy Rose and uh uh, uh Sonya Deville uh Carmella I mean uh, Laura this is more than stacked this is all your a to B plus players who are here. Oh, sure. It's, it's like it's a dream roster, in all honesty. And you've got it's But then here's the thing. It's only as dream a roster as you. Well, that's a sentence. It's only as much of a dream roster as you utilize your stars on it. Right. right. So, you know, you've got some some really some incredible possibilities there. You know, Sonny Deville versus Asuka. I'd love to see those in a, in a you know, in a, in a, just a strike off. Bailey and Ember Moon is, you know, there's, there's a hell of a lot of. Um, potential dream matches on that on that roster and you're right it is it i think comparatively speaking smackdown has definitely got the jump over raw in terms of, of, of the talent they've got i mean got lana but you know no one's perfect <laughs> <laughs> but i mean if, um, if, if you look with what raw is is left with and i don't want to sound condescending it's just it's it, it's 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 not a question of who has like the most ta- the, the most talent. There's talent everywhere. It's it's just on one side on SmackDown. You've had you have women there who were protected, who were very, very well booked, who are all on the same roster. And they're all going to be jockeying for position. Whereas on 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 Raw, Ronda has gone for a while. They have Sasha, Naomi, uh, Nia Jax is out injured. Ruby Riot is still there. Uh, Sarah Logan. But but then again, is the Riot Squad going to like Liv Morgan's been transferred? So we're all assuming the Riot Squad is done. Um, Don't even mention that. I'm so mad about that. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> they have done the Riot Squad so dirty from yep. day one. And well, having said that though, is this Ruby Riot's time? 
Well, you know, that's what that's what I was going to to point to, to to go into here, and maybe get Anthony's thoughts on this. It, it, has Raw become maybe the the place where where we're going to see new women stars be developed? So you know, I, yeah, I think so. Yes, it has to be. Like, re, I mean, no, everybody that's left there. Um, I would, you know, I would think Sasha. You no, know, whatever's happening, I, I know that's a topic we'll get to later. But whatever happen, is happening with Sasha, she'll get a belt at another point. It's whatever that'll happen. But I do think this is a great time for Ruby Riot to be her own thing. And I think that's as much as I don't like that they broke up the Riot Squad because we never got to truly see how good that faction should have been and deserve to be because all three of those women are fantastic. Um, getting the Riot Squad broken away and having Ruby Riot on her own, I think, is like a rebranding to make her maybe a single star that we can take legitimately because she's mm. always she's it's, they're, they're the job squad. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a bummer. Yeah. I do. But before we move on, I do want to say to about the SmackDown division, though. I actually like that that division is so loaded and Raw is left so weak because when they move to Fox, where more viewers are going to be, that women's division looks to be like it's going to be a key part of SmackDown, which is great for getting eyes on women's wrestling. I think that is re- remarkable. There'll be so many more people watching based on how many homes Fox is in alone. Yeah. Some quick thoughts on because it's been a bit of a topic of conversation amongst wrestling fans. Uh, Asuka being tossed into a tag team with Kyrie Sane. Uh, a lot of people are kind of angry. They feel they don't uh, feel like uh, Asuka's not being well used. Um, I'd like your thoughts on this, Laura. I mean, no, yeah, Asuka isn't being well used. That's undeniable fact. I don't have as much problem of it as some people might purely from a, so if you think of it from a logistics point of view it actually makes sense to have you two um japanese stars traveling together you know i think particularly for someone like kairi who hasn't been in the in WWE as long as asuka it's helpful you know to have someone to help overcome the language barrier and, and all those sort of things and that sort of familiarity just as she settles in um i guess that, i think they're trying to remake the sky pirates in a way which yeah, yeah which you know the sky pirates have a unique kind of quality that i don't think asuka and kairi Will have but they they've they've uh they've faced each other they they have they've experienced wrestling against one another so they're going to have a chemistry i hope well, you would hope they would have a chemistry um anything that gets asuka used more mm. is all right by me and if it, this has to be the way that it happens then you know i wish that she get a push i wish that she get be back in the title scene but if this is the best that we could do for now it's sad really isn't it that we've kind of got to a point where it's like <laughs> You know, oh, yes, we're just breadcrumbs, but it's better than starving. Yeah, just, pretty much. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Anthony, what do you think about uh, this uh, newly formed tag team? I didn't know I wanted it till I saw it happen. Um, <laughs> until I saw them together. And I think putting putting Paige, who they've always been very big on, even as just a manager role, they, they've always been really big on Paige. Putting her with them is a good sign for both those women. Uh, Kyrie Sane is already ridiculously over because, of course, she is because she's adorable and her moveset's amazing. And she's a damn pirate. You can't. <laughs> if WWE fans ever boo an adorable pirate that has the best elbow in the business, then I don't even know what's happening in the world anymore. Um, <laughs> but I think this is our bridge to get heel Asuka and a rebrand for her as well. I think oh. that there's no way Kyrie's ever turning heel. It's not ever going to happen. It can't happen. It won't work. Um, but Asuka as a heel is how you get her back as legitimate contender for uh, main titles. I think her time as a face contender is over, but. Um, she'd be killer as a heel on main roster, and this is the way you do it. Mm-hmm, yeah, I'm sure. And I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's a good idea. It, uh, I'll even add on to that. I think it's a good idea to 
to actually have a very strong looking tag team to challenge for the tag belts as well. That's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I also think that, uh, you know, may, maybe the uh, the Aleister Black Ricochet experiment to get both NXT guys over in a tag team. Well, you know, why not? Why not try something mm-hmm. similar with uh, with Kyrie then? It does right. kind of have the whiff of Vince McMahon over it, though, in a sense that, you know, it is, is, it, is it a coincidence that he has got the two Japanese wrestlers and just gone, hey, let's form a tag team? You know, he has got, he has got form yeah. in this area. So, you oh, know, the, the motivation, it, I don't know. It's, I don't want to be uncharitable, but... <laughs> it's, no co- it's not a coincidence. I don't yeah, know. I yeah, think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to another story, but still one that's very much uh, connected into the WrestleMania events. We're going to talk about one Ms. Sasha Banks. Uh, I don't know if you heard. <laughs> <laughs> tell, us, Warren, tell us, Tell us. She's not around, <laughs> and uh, people aren't happy about it. This is basically what we, you know, I'm just going to run down the the lines and there's a lot of rumor, you know, there's a lot of stuff, but uh, right after WrestleMania, there was a lot of talk that she was uh, dissatisfied, that she was very, very angry that they, uh, that they being the Boston Hug Connection dropped the titles. Uh, Next thing you know, she's on Instagram and Twitter posting pictures of her on vacation in the the Dominican Republic with uh, her boyfriend and Kalisto and his wife. Uh, and, um, and she even pulled out of a, um, she even pulled out of a personal appearance. I think it was on the Wendy Williams show on TV. Yes. She pulled out very, very last minute. And the, uh, even the representative from the, from the show went out and said that they were kind of pissed and that she wasn't welcome there anymore. Um, Mm. so, and there's all these stories going around that she and Bailey were, you know, protesting by lying down on the locker room floor i don't know um there i mean there's a lot of stuff going on and there's a lot of people who are who are mad a lot of people are saying you know just let bailey go uh, not bailey but uh, sasha just let her go because uh look we're gonna get into speculation here we're gonna get into just some wild talky talks <laughs> what anthony what the <laughs> hell is going on with sasha banks well, let me just get the Cody listening gif out of the way real quick, because, of course, <laughs> of course, someone immediately noticed that she had followed AEW and like uh, Christopher Daniels and Kenny Omega and some other people, which I actually was surprised she wasn't following those guys anyway, because everybody knows those dudes as it is. So it's not that big of a deal, I don't think. Um, the biggest takeaway for me for this is I don't think she's in the wrong for being upset about her booking because her booking's atrocious. And she was there at the when they first got this massive like push of momentum toward going from divas to you know women, women wrestlers where they're just talented, amazing wrestlers, male or female, they're just good wrestlers. Um, so I, I think I think she's right to be upset about the fact that then they get their chance to be a tag team and they get the gold taken away from them immediately without being able to establish the belts as. Um, you know, it's a serious thing. And, and if you're you, you're started for a push, you win the belt a bunch of times and then you're cooled all the way off. And so I get it. Um, but I'm I'm upset about the double standard that everybody has right now towards Sasha yeah. versus towards Luke Harper. Because yep. why is it OK for Luke Harper to be upset when the reason he's not been used is, unf- you know, unfortunately for him, he's just always injured. Sasha's not always injured. Her booking just sucks. Why can't she be upset? Why is she whiny? Um, I think it's, you know, pardon my French or my language here, uh, but I think it's bullshit. I think it's absolute and like complete bullshit that Sasha is judged so differently. Don't even me. Let them both go. Yeah. To me, let them both go. 
you know, let let them both leave. She deserves to be happy. Every person deserves to be happy doing what they do for work. I'm going to tell you guys one thing just before we get your thoughts on this, Laura, the, if you want to talk about the double standard. If uh, wrestling fans, either either wrestling fans are very, very young these days or we just have really selective memories. But most successful wrestlers have been squeaky gears their entire career. Yep. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels being a prime example. Bret Hart being a prime example. If you- This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You don't think that Hulk Hogan hasn't thrown fits. Mm-hmm. You are entirely wrong. And then I have people, I even tweeted this out, uh, just as a point of comparison. You have people talking about, oh, they gave her the, they gave her uh, uh, world championships, they gave her women's championships, the first ever tag titles. What is, what more do they want? They keep giving her titles. Chris Jericho has had every title imaginable, conceivable in WWE, and he mm-hmm. still left twice. Yep. Right. Yeah. I, the floor's yours, Laura. No, you know what? No, you're right, though, because bullshit is the word for it, right? Because let me just point something out here to, you know, exactly what you're saying is right. But short memories is not the excuse, because let's think back to what, a year, just over a year ago, when Neville sat out his contract for a year, sulked from it off his contract, did nothing for you. And don't get me wrong, Neville was totally in the right, right. to do that. Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying anything that he was right to do that. But why is it right for Neville to not do a damn thing for a year? And not right for Sasha to turn around and say, you know, I'm, I'm sick of it. Even if she is laying on the floor throwing a fit, good for her. Why shouldn't she do that? Neville was sitting, sitting on his ass at home, not doing anything, sitting out his contract. He's been a champion. He's been the star of 205 Live. Exactly the same as Sasha. He's had belts thrown at him. This, you know, the revival. Everyone goes, oh, good for the revival, you know, for threatening to leave for AEW. And then they throw the belts at them. Why is it okay? You know, the double standard is 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 so is so obvious, and it's and it is gendered. It is absolutely gendered, and it's you know I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put it out there. There's there is a racial element to it as well because look at how Naomi gets treated. Whenever Naomi puts her sticks her neck above the parapet about her booking, which is equally bad, she gets she gets it in the neck. And I've never you know when you look online about any time Naomi says anything that vaguely vaguely hints at the fact that she might not be happy. I know they say don't read the comments, but in this instance, read the comments and you see what kind of vitriol she gets in comparison to Luke Harper saying he's not happy, to uh, the Revival saying they're not happy, Gallows and Anderson rumoured to be not happy. All these people, it's like, well, yeah, they, I mean, their booking does suck. Sasha Banks is not happy. Oh, she's such a bitch. They've given her the titles. Well, you know, she's she's been a champion like five million times. What more does she want? You know, OK, an, an actual substantial title reign would be a good start because she gets a belt taken off her within 30 days of winning it. So, you know, the thing is, WWE have got to realize that they can't just stick a plaster on something or a Band-Aid, you know, to be intercontinental about it. They can't just stick a Band-Aid on something and say and and rip it off 10 minutes later and go, what? We we did. We we gave you treatment. You know, it doesn't work that way. You've got to make substantial change. Sasha and Bailey campaigned for such a long time for those tag belts. They got those tag belts within a few months. They had those tag belts taken away. And it's like, hey, we're splitting you up now. So, you know, thanks. You know, thanks for everything. Thanks for your hard work. But, you know, bye bye now. 
And Why what, wouldn't they be pissed? And what was especially weird is that they were really positioning both Sasha and Bailey as ambassadors, right? Right. Like exactly. it, it was more than just look at your champs. No, no, no. They're going around. They go to NXT. They cut yeah. promos, and it's like I, I really thought we were in into this into their their reign for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I, not that I was shocked that the Iconics won. I was like, oh, well, this is interesting because I can get behind. Sasha and Bailey chasing the belts again. Like, I, right. I can. I absolutely can. Although you kind of feel that there's something a little more uh, uh, a little more insidious, maybe. Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, let, go let ahead, me, Anthony. Let me thicken this, this plot as well with the double standard. Like, let's talk about the guy that has a network special for himself leaving WWE tomorrow. You talk about a guy right. that's been given every fake fighting championship you can have. Like, these Band-Aids don't mean anything. Dean Ambrose, who also, in my opinion, is in the right to be dissatisfied because at one point he was the most over-wrestler in the entire universe. Um, And he didn't get his opportunity. He got squashed by Brock Lesnar. And he's a Grand Slam champ. At one point, the Dirty Dirty Deeds was the most protected finisher in wrestling. Yep. Period. Mm -hmm. Until Drew McIntyre got up from it recently um, in a last man standing. And that motherfucker is still protected because it took seven or eight before he got up. That is the most protected finisher that exists in wrestling today, not named the one-winged angel. Um, and Dean Ambrose is still leaving, but there's pageantry and celebration and mm-hmm. thank you speeches and Seth Rollins crying about his brother leaving and interviews and everyone's okay with Dean leaving. But if your standard is that you had belts and you had championships, Dean Ambrose should be the last person you're okay with leaving because he's had everything. He was part of the one they consider their greatest faction of all time. And absolutely one of their top stars. But it's okay for him to be mad and for him to leave, but not Sasha Banks and Bailey to be upset and not throw belts at the boss like Brock Lesnar did after Mania. It's mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. It's a double standard and it is absolutely gendered. Um it, I'm very it makes it it really aggravates me to like no means. Like I'm so upset about it. Yeah. Not one male wrestler who is thrown a paddy over not being booked well or not having enough belts. Not one of them has been ripped to shreds anywhere near as much as Sasha has. And it's just, it's, it's so egregious. Mm -hmm. No, I swear. Like, honestly, if, if we were to transpose 1990s, Shawn Michaels into modern day Twitter era, like he would be (laughs) torn apart. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if, if we're just gauging reactions here. You know, I, I and I, I'm I'm on your side, um, uh, Laura. When when you talk about you know this being gendered, maybe even having some racial connotations to it, I, I'm I'm on board with that. I I believe that. But man, I mean the I'm leaving because I lost my smile. Are you kidding me? Twitter would have a meltdown, like literally a <laughs> meltdown. Yeah. Like the Twitter servers would would physically just be reduced to goo. They, that would, or you know, would they? Because he's a dude. You know, let's that, let's, let's throw that in there as well. No, but I, I, you know, I, know, that, I get that, what you're saying. You're right, but you know, it's just in this day and age, it just seems like you know why. I, I think it, there's an element of every all the all these you know, and I say fanboys, and um, you know that includes fangirls too. But everyone's got their favorite wrestlers, and it just seems like women are still not on that same level. Women are still not treated on par with male wrestlers. No. So it's like. You know, your favorite female wrestler is still several um, rungs lower on the ladder than your favorite male wrestler. So there's no equity there. So when your female, your favorite female wrestler throws a tantrum, it's oh, it's not as much of a loss. You know, and all of this in the era that we're trying to say that this is the women's evolution. You know, this is, you know, women are trying to make it as important as men. And 
clearly the fan base is not getting the message. Yeah, the, maybe the, maybe the women's uh, maybe the uh, women's wrestling is evolving as far as its presentation, but the fans aren't necessarily right. going along with it. Um, what's next for Sasha? Then Laura, does she, do you do you think? Uh, what do you think? Does she stick around WWE? Does she uh, go off to greener pastures? What do you think is up uh, next? I think she should go. I really do. I think the WWE have proved that any handout they give is a temporary handout. You know, they're very good at appeasing temporarily, but they're not good at making long-term change. And I think Sasha deserves better. She's 27 years old. She's in the prime of her career. She can do so much more somewhere else that respects her ability because let's face it, she's very, very good. And, you know, people can give me all this whole Sasha botches bullshit as much as they like. Kazuchika Okada botches, you know, let's, it's, it's, it's absolute tripe that we're talking about sasha being a botch machine she's not she's one of the most talented wrestlers women you know women wrestlers in the world right now and she could kill it somewhere else and she should kill it somewhere else anthony yeah i'm, I'm with you and i you know what i the the thing that sucks is what's next for her is she's going to be forced by the ridiculous way and the ridiculous standard that wwe holds their contracts to which is yeah. i don't care if you're upset you're you're stuck with us i don't care that you're an independent contractor and this makes no sense you're stuck mm-hmm. here. So it's going to be a long time if she does leave. Um, I think that she shouldn't resign the deal. I think that if she has to work there to get out, then she needs to do whatever she can to get out. And I'd like to see her do a tour of stardom is where I'd love yeah. to see her yes. somewhere where she can be the boss and she can put on amazing matches with like Mayu Iwatani and all these other amazing, you know, Momo and all these other great wrestlers that are over there and then transition wherever you want, become a power, you know, a power duo with Brandy Rhodes over in AEW where it looks like they yeah. really want to treat women the way they deserve to be treated and make them this massive deal. Um, you know, that that's, I, I would really love to see her there. Maybe even impact with uh, Jordan Grace and Tessa Blanchard and, and Taya Valkyrie. And um, there's so many places that treat women so much better than one, the fans do in WWE and then often WWE itself. So I'd like to see her somewhere else. As long as she doesn't end up in women of honor, I'll be okay with it. Oh God. No, that, <laughs> yeah, that's, there's a reason that one wasn't mentioned for her to go job to Kelly Klein. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, well, we'll be waiting for that five-star match with uh, velvet sky. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, um, I'm just going to throw something out here. And I just want your thoughts on this. Bear with me. The 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 tw- the posts on Twitter, the vacation photos. Anthony, is this a work? What vacation photos? Well, the vacation photos of Sasha, you know, going around, you know, everything she's been posting, her her posts that were that are expressing her dissatisfaction. Is she no. truly dissatisfied or is this just like we're working the smarks? Um you know, here's the thing. The the people that have been released from WWE, the men that have been released from WWE recently, and I don't remember who pointed this out to me, but somebody on Twitter did. Uh, they did it publicly. They publicly asked for the release. Mm-hmm. Ty Dillinger publicly released. Next day, gone. Um, don't I mean? Don't you think someone that had such a big level of like fandom and merch selling and like she was such a like a high status with WWE? Maybe it's a work or maybe it's that uh, she's going to an extreme here to get released and she just wants to really up the ante and piss WWE off so she can be fired. Well, you see, I think the difference between Ty Dillinger or even Luke Harper with Sasha Banks is that they are definitely not on the same level of exactly. of stardom, you know, within the right. company. Uh, so basically what you're saying, Anthony, if I'm if I'm gathering this correctly, is that 
you know, she's she she's not being upfront about it because of her star power. She's being a little more cagey about it. Is what I saying. think she's being a little more cagey and going to a different extreme to see if she can get her release uh, granted. Laura, what do you think? Work or shoot? It could be either, but I kind of feel like if it was a work, we'd see more of it on actual WWE TV because right. they seem pretty high on, you know, breaking the fourth wall right now. Look at Sami Zayn's gimmick right now. You know, there's a lot of talk about how um, he's channeling kind of real life uh, frustrations, not necessarily real life frustrations at the fans, but he's channeling them at the fans. So they they do like to utilize this kind of thing. It's weird that it's all happening on Twitter and Instagram. I know, I know they do utilize those, but it's, it's just odd that it's only there. I would expect Sasha to come out on WWE and, you know, do, you know, maybe not make an effort in matches or cut promos on the subject or, you know, something substantial. But it all feels a bit, you know, it all feels a bit underhanded. Or it's it, like WWE don't want to draw attention to it. And that's a bit suspicious to me. Yeah. Okay. That, that's fair enough. I mean, yeah, we'll see how this develops, of course. But this this has the potential to be like one of the biggest stories uh, in wrestling this year. If she does leave, man, that is going to be a seismic shift. It's going to be some. It's going to be huge, huge stuff. Something else that was huge that that's huge that was revealed very backhandedly earlier <laughs> this week is apparently we're going to be getting a. We're, well, I mean, there's no real surprise, but I mean, it's nice to hear it confirmed or at least spoken about within within context is where we're going to be getting another Mayon Classic this year. Um, WWE was holding tryouts in Germany uh, and uh, they had some camera crews over there to 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 shoot the to shoot uh, the event and take some footage. Some of it has been released uh, by WWE uh, and um, in one in one particular segment here. Um, we, uh, we have a Sarah Stock of uh, uh, Sarah Stock, trainer producer uh, from uh, from WWE, who's uh, talking with Vesna Busic, longtime uh, female European female wrestler, Croatian. If uh, if my memory isn't uh, isn't too uh, sh- isn't too messed up here, we there's a segment where she's uh, talking to uh, to Busic and uh, actually offering her a spot. In the upcoming May Young Classic Three, saying if you want it, you know it's yours. Uh, so you know, <laughs> although the statement hasn't been officially made by WWE, apparently we're uh, we're on our way there. And uh, to me, that's some that's some great news. Before we actually start talking about um, uh, about uh, the um, about the May Young Classic, uh, the uh, the German tryouts that happened, there was. One only one woman who made the cut afterwards. Her name is uh, Amal Winchester, which I'm not very very familiar with, but she is wrestling these days in WXW. She's been having matches with uh, with Killer Kelly, and uh, apparently she made the she made the cut and will probably be included in the uh, the next uh, Mayan Classic. And uh, speaking of Vesna Busick, well, she's uh, she's a bit of a she's, she's a long time wrestler. She's a bit of a heavyweight. Laura, I think I think you have a just a couple of details on her because whatever you know about her is more than unfortunately it's more than I do and I feel bad about that but go ahead (laughs) so she's been on the scene for quite a long time actually she's been wrestling since the late 90s if I remember rightly um various um various different places um I know she's been for WXW uh uh, German Wrestling Federation uh she's been uh Norwegian Wrestling Federation as well I think um she 
actually retired in 2010 due to mm. injury. She was off the scene for a while and came back in 2016, um, which is, I think she's been with uh, German Wrestling Federation, WXW, since then. She's kind of like... Um, from from what I from what I know of her, she's quite a powerhouse wrestler. She's quite you know she's quite intimidating physically, which is quite a cool thing to see. She's uh, she's kind of got like a I think a really brutal German suplex that she does. Um, so yeah, I think she's you know it'd be interesting to see what what she pulls out in the May Young Classic and what kind of condition she's in. You know, being that she retired due to injury. Yeah, exactly. And, and well, let's talk about the May Young Classic. I mean, we're doing you know just uh, the news is out there. Uh, why don't we have just a little fun and uh, think about who's uh, who's hasn't been signed by WWE and who's still out there and uh, who we'd like to see pop up uh, for for a match or two during uh, the MYC. Anthony, uh, do you have uh, do you have any women in mind? You know, just for, just for laughs, because I'd like to see how she comes back. I'd like to see Priscilla Kelly in there again. Oh, my God. Um, after yeah. this massive transformation, <laughs> see if she even because obviously she wouldn't go full tampon druids. Um, <laughs> which was absolutely my favorite thing from wrestlemania weekend is that she had the uh that was your absolutely favorite thing like your absolutely favorite a woman thing. came out with, with tampon druids at a wrestling show i'm not here for serious wrestling hang on there yeah okay this so this like on top let's say of johnny gargano and adam cole getting the highest rated match in wwe history let's Ooh, say on top like of kofi kingston winning the title becky lynch winning the title Tampon Druids did did it for you, Anthony. That's what you're telling me. Ask me what I'm going to remember when I'm senile and at like 45 years old because of the Excuse lifestyle me? I live. I'm going to remember the Tampon <laughs> Druids. That's what I'm going to remember. Uh, but in, in like, seriously, though, it would be nice to see someone like a Tanil Dashwood, I think, come back. I know that it's she left the company and she was released in a very weird way. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see her get a platform, maybe not to be in WWE, but at least a platform to go and work. She's had a tough go of things since she left WWE. It didn't work out for her well in Ring of, uh, in Ring of Honor uh, because that division is trash. Um, and they they had they had so many opportunities to let her be the top girl there, top woman there, and they and they pulled the trigger. So I'd like she, Tanil Dashwood was a great worker. Um, Emma was a very over character, and they never knew what to do with her. I'd love to see her in a tournament because tournament wrestling is the best. So mm-hmm. seeing her go in and then work and get an opportunity to showcase her talent again and get a new start after a tough go of things, I think would be awesome. Laura. In terms of newcomers, Shotzi Blackheart, hands mm. down. Shotzi is great. And mm-hmm. Shotzi's really, her profile's really risen lately. She's pulling off some great matches. She's an amazing character. She's she's kind of the whole package, Shotzi. So I'd absolutely love to see her. Um, I don't know if I'd want to see her sign for WWE, but I'd definitely like to see her in the May Young. Um, returning, I can't remember, Jazzy Gabbard's got to come back, right? Well, she's been signed. She's officially with NXT UK now. Is like, she's she been right? Signed. Huh? Yes, yes, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Can you imagine? We have Rhea Ripley, uh, Piper Niven, and Jazzy, Jazzy Gabbard all on the same and and and, and Vesna Busek as well. It'd be <gasps> like the battle of the, the battle of the giants. Jesus, I mean, I forgot it's got to happen, right? <gasps> oh. <laughs> I've got you. I've got you interested, haven't I? <laughs> so the other one, of course, is Mercedes Martinez. Because, I mean, her match against um, Mako Satomura in last year's uh, Mayan Classic was pretty much my match of the year. Yeah. Um, and I've been watching her recently at Eve, and she's just, I mean, how WWE haven't snapped her up is absolutely beyond me. She's such a talent. Yeah. Um, well, and you know she's going to pull off great matches, so. Yeah, that's you know it. that's the thing. Like, she hasn't, she didn't have a, a, a at the Mayan Classic. She, uh, no, that's not true. She had one so-so match, but that's because she 
she was wrestling Madison Rain, and you know, there's only yeah, so well. much you can do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but um, no, uh, I, I, those are fantastic choices as well. I'm thinking uh, Shaza McKenzie. Like why? Ooh. Yeah. Like I think yeah. she, I think it'd be time for her to um, to to get up on that stage. Uh, as far as I understand, Ivelisse is free. Mm-hmm. You know, she would be interesting to see in there as well. But you know what? Like I know Charlie Morgan has. She's been on NXT UK. But she hasn't been like signed, really. She's, yeah. She's still, yeah, she's still doing the independence thing. But man, you give give her a proper stage uh, yeah. uh, on WWE television. Let her do. Let her be Charlie Morgan, not be enhancement talent. Let her be Charlie yeah, Morgan. Have her blow our minds, and I swear you'll have another Mia Yim on your hands, where people after after the uh, after her matches. They'll be they'll be chanting for Triple H to to sign her, you know. Yeah, for sure. You know who else would be fun to come in because she's available thanks to uh, Lucha Underground finally giving up and letting some people go. Thunder Rosa, Um, call. She has not been able to work that tournament because Lucha Underground uh, contracts are the freaking worst. Uh, But she's been released now, and I think Holiday is also available. So the Twisted Sisters, I believe, are both available. They worked a ton of shows over Mania weekend. Um, they actually worked with Demon Bunny at uh, Joey Ryan's penis party, and it was a very good match, and they're a lot of fun. Um, I think that they would both do really well in the Mae Young Classic. Haven't I seen Holiday on Impact recently? I they, think you're right. Yeah, I, I don't know if they've been signed on Impact, but uh, maybe they have. I don't know. Or Holiday. I don't know if she's there. I'm yeah. not sure. I don't know. Um, no, but that, that, that's another, that's another fantastic, uh, fantastic point. Anyway, well, you know, we'll see what happens, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're still f- some ways away and who knows what can happen in the wacky world of wrestling contracts. Who knows? Maybe, maybe Jordan Grace will be able to sneak out of her contract and, uh, and end up on the MYC and then uh, just. Right. If WWE could get Kota Ibushi to work with the Cruiserweight Classic. There's no telling who else they can get to work at any point. Mayu sure. Watani, maybe. Mm, I'd love them to get started on people. Do you think? How, what, what do you guys think? Is it an, a completely improbable to get some stardom people on there, like Momo? Mm-hmm. I'd love to see Kagetsu. Kagetsu would be amazing. I just love Kagetsu, though. So. I, I don't think it's <laughs> off base. I'd love to see Stardom run as far away from Ring of Honor as they could and work yeah, with someone else fair. because they got to get out of there. They don't know how to treat their women, and you know they they treat it Mayu very well, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess they did. They gave her the belt and they let her win a bunch and really in a in a bad feud. But she, yeah, it sort of needs to get away. Working with WWE would not be a terrible idea for them. Yeah, that's fair. Let's move on to our last topic. We're going to, just before we, we close it all up, we're going to talk about, you know, we, we, we have a tendency to talk about, you know, the major promotions uh, and what's going on with the women there. But, you know, there there are indie promotions that do that are doing some fantastic work uh, with um, with uh, uh, women's wrestling as well, so I don't know if you guys would have some uh, some indie uh, some indie promotions that you'd like to talk about, some stuff that are that's coming up. Actually, I hope you do because you got the outline, and I hopefully you planned it out before coming on the show. <laughs> uh, so um, so uh, Anthony, do you have uh, tell tell us about an indie show that you'd be uh, that you'd be up for? So my wife and I are real excited. On Mother's Day, May the 12th, uh, Wrestle Circus is coming back. And Wrestle Circus is this ridiculously fun promotion 
uh, that's out of Austin, Texas. It's like 90 miles south of me. They they go live on Twitch, um, and they often have a lot of really you know really great wrestling there. Tessa Blanchard is uh, like the female ringmaster uh, there, and she's not wrestling at this event, but she'll be at the next one. So I cannot wait to see Tessa live. But uh, Shaza McKenzie versus Leva Bates versus Christy James versus Alex uh, Garcia or wow. Gracia. That looks like no if that's way. a typo. Um, that being able to see blue pants is gonna be awesome. Uh, Shaza McKenzie is awesome. I'm excited about that. The week before that. Inspire Pro Wrestling to be wrestling here, and a Session Moth Martina will be there, and I am excited to see that gimmick live. Um, but, it's, and it's, I, it's an experience. You'll love it. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw it during uh, Joey Janela's spring break, and I cannot get enough of Session Moth Martina. Yeah. So, uh, But I'm really excited about that Wrestle Circus show. They're, I know they're going to get time. They give all their, their people a lot of time to work. So that'll be live on Twitch.tv on May 12th at 7 p.m. Central Time. So all you have to do is use Twitch Prime to subscribe, and you can watch it for free. Uh, Laura, what about you? Uh, I mean, I'm going to plug Eve, because they're my local promotion, and they're, they're doing some of the best wrestling, not just in the UK, not just women's wrestling, but in the world right now, to be completely honest. Last week, they did uh, Bigger Than Jesus, uh, and if you check out one match from that show, it's got to be Sue Young versus Session Moth Martina. Um, and if people think that Session Moth Martina is just a comedy wrestler, watch this match. Um, she gave the performance. It was it, it was on a, on a really strong card. It was the most phenomenal match. Um, the thing is, Eve are always knocking it out of the park. I, I don't think I've seen a bad Eve show. I don't think I've seen, really seen a bad match at an Eve show. They've recently signed you from uh, Tokyo uh, Joshi Pro Wrestling. So they're kind of expanding. Um, I think they've, they're tentatively partnering with Stardom for Wrestle Queendom, the second Wrestle Queendom this year. So that's going to be really, really cool. Um, and one thing Eve are doing as well, which is really important, is uh, so this year they're going to be at London Pride. Oh. Uh, now, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So Eve, you know, obviously, uh, I think if you know Eve, you'll know that they're very kind of outspoken about the stuff they believe in, you know, but they've got very sort of uh, strong ethics and they're not afraid to to speak about those ethics. So when uh, WWE uh, did Crown Jewel, Eve streamed free shows at the same time. You know, mm. that's the kind of stance they take. So them being at London Pride is really, really, uh, I think, really, really significant and really, really important, especially because they've got um, several LGBT wrestlers on their roster, like Charlie Morgan, Laura DiMatteo, uh, Rebel Kinney, who you should absolutely keep an eye out for because um, she's going to be a star. Um, and they are crowdfunding uh, to uh, get the float at pride so you can actually uh, on, on my twitter um I'll, I'll retweet after the show um if you want to see where the link is uh come to my twitter donate it's it's a really it's a really worthy cause i think eva pride is going to be uh really good to see pro wrestling and pride kind of mesh i think that's a really good thing for the industry i agree that's really interesting we'll keep, we'll keep an eye out for that um on my end two things um, Zelo Pro Wrestling. I think it's Zelo or Zello, Z E L O, and I said Z because I'm Canadian. Um, is uh, they're holding a uh, they're holding a uh, a show on April 28th. Uh, of note, Kylie Ray and um, and Britt Baker are going to be wrestling each other probably for the last time before uh, before Double or Nothing. So that so that's something you know wouldn't wouldn't be at all surprised if the AEW folks uh, ended up there as well. You never know. You, you never know. So that's that's some cool stuff. And my own local promotion, which is uh, and uh, North Shore Pro Wrestling NSPW, they work from uh, for, they work out of Montreal, but then they go out of uh, they go out of their way to 
to different locales within the uh, great province of Quebec. They're going to keep, in a couple of weeks on May 4th, they're coming with an all-women's show here in my hometown, and they are bringing with them Mercedes Martinez, Kimberly, cheerleader Melissa, and Lufisto, who's on her farewell Quebec mm-hmm. tour, because Lufisto is, uh, she's a native of the province, so she's on her farewell tour. I am springing for the VIP tickets. I'm doing all the meet and greets. You can trust me on that. Are you kidding me? Those poor them. souls that have to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome, though, for real. It does sound awesome. It's going to be, um, it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. And it's, it, it's, it's good because we don't, uh, around in, in my neck of the woods, we don't usually get uh, such, such a stack card with such fantastic uh, women. It's amazing. I'm really, really excited for that. You brought up uh, Kylie Ray, I, and I meant to bring this up as well. You know, she's been doing a lot of, you know, when I was, the first time I was on the division, we talked about intergender wrestling. All of a sudden, Kylie Ray is kind of the champion on the on the, on the women's side of, uh, of intergender wrestling right now. It was Tessa for a while, but um, if you guys haven't seen it, go search for the gif of her giving a sit-down powerbomb. Yeah, I said a sit-down powerbomb to 273-pound man Ethan Page. That shit is ridiculous. She gave one to Orange Cassidy too. Not as impressive because he's like tiny, but <laughs> she and her sit down power bomb is one of the best in the business right now. Uh, Kylie Ray is incredible, and that star is just rising fast. Yeah, she's gonna make. She's gonna. She's gonna have a good splash in AEW. Oh the, my! Yeah. Oh yeah! Yeah, she's. Pr- I think they're done with uh, with the uh, with the uh, silk screening um, uh, classes that they're giving. You know, to print T shirts that they're giving all the talent. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope so because I hope that's not what I'm going to at MGM Grand <laughs> next month. That would be very disappointing. T-shirt con. Um, yeah, I'm being silly. I'm looking forward to AEW just in case some people are starting to get angry and hitting the YouTube comments. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna put a bow on this one, guys. Uh, this was a this was a fun show. There was a lot of great stuff. Um, Anthony, why don't you start uh, telling us uh, where people can find you on the social medias? Yeah, you can find uh, just me and myself at Anthony Suter, S2D. Uh, that's on Twitter. Of course, follow the podcast at Smart to Death. Uh, we're live every Wednesday. And uh, thank you, Kristen, for inviting me back. I always love doing this show because I get to, you know, our show format is quick, fast, furious. Uh, we want to get cover as much ground as possible. I don't get a lot of time to have uh, really great conversations. And so I, I really enjoyed this with uh, Warren and Laura today. It was a lot of fun. It's especially good to have uh, great conversations when you have great people here like Laura Morrow, who will tell us where she can be found on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Laura N. Morrow, or you can find me over at Daily DD Team writing about things. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> just just things. Um, yeah, thank you guys for letting me be angry on the show today. I don't get to be angry um, on shows very often, so it's quite nice to have the opportunity. Thank you very much. Oh, I know what you mean. We in the Commonwealth, we don't get worked up about stuff. You know, we're, we're, no. we like to... Re- <laughs> We like to repress our anger. That's what we, we tut a lot. There's a lot of tutting usually, yeah. you know. And I have to. I've, I've done an awful lot of tutting over this, but you know, sometimes you just have to move beyond tutting. Yep, you do. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I live in Texas. We actually just get angry and then grill things. Do we just eat barbecue and get really upset? <laughs> I, I kind of like that. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So thank you both. And you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes or on my YouTube channel at YouTube.com Mr. Warren slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And uh, and of course, follow uh, follow Fightful on all all the social media at, at Fightful on Twitter or Fightful Wrestle as well. Uh, and uh, don't forget Fightful Select where you can uh, subscribe to get more extra 
amazing wrestling content over at FightfulSelect.com. It starts at $5 a month. You should definitely go check that out. And I want to thank Kristen Ashley for putting all of this together. Hope you feel better soon. And probably she'll probably be all better soon for the next edition of The Division. Thank you all for listening and watching today. And we'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.